0: Hi, and welcome to the Indivisible YOLO podcast, a podcast by and for members of Indivisible YOLO. Today, we're here with Elliot and Erica, who are members of the Sacramento Tenants Union. Let's do it. I'm Elizabeth ramas and today we're here with Erica and Elliot, who are members of the Sacramento Tenants Union. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. To start off, what is the background of the Sacramento Tenants Union? What is a Tenants Union? And what comprises your work?
1: So the Sacramento Tenants Union has been around in earnest for probably two years or so now. Uh, I've been a member not since its inception. Um, Essentially, a Tenants Union is an organization. We are an anti-capitalist organization um, whose mission is to help fight against landlords. Landlords that get away with all kinds of nonsense uh, with very little accountability and no legislative or legal recourse for the people who live in these buildings. So we want to organize people.
2: Yeah. So the Sacramento Tenants Union is is a democratic tenant-led organization fighting fervently for economical, safe, and fair housing options and equitable development of those options that are for all renters in the city and county of Sacramento.
0: What kind of programs do you put on?
2: So currently, uh, I wouldn't say that we have programs, um, although we are actually going to be getting back into um, hosting a where Where's the Housing Now? We host um, events, and also we have a policy and research committee, as well as a direct action and organization uh, committee and a media and outreach committee.
1: Yeah, I'd say that rather than programs, we're a people-focused organization. So we canvas neighborhoods, we knock on doors, we ask folks, what are the issues you're having with your landlords or property management? And from there, we want to essentially build sort of a consciousness around the idea that you're not alone as a tenant, that the, fa- the issues that you face are things that everyone is facing. And once we sort of build on that consciousness, we can leverage the power, the numbers that we have as renters in this city and county and the adjacent counties, and start to fight back against what is basically a stranglehold by landlords and real estate interests uh, in, the, in the state of California.
2: So why is it important for people to join such a union? So for me, personally, I joined the Sacramento Tenants Union about a year and a half ago. And I joined because I'm a renter, but um, I think mostly because I'm white, and I've seen a lot of brown and, and black people of color who... Are struggling more than I am, and I think it's really important that that we're un- united and a unified front when we're addressing these issues, because they're happening, you know, not just in Sacramento but all over the state of California right now.
1: And I'll just add that uh, I joined the union because, uh, for selfish reasons, essentially my landlord raised my rent with no uh, justification. No improvements to my unit or anything like that. I'm just paying more money for the same exact thing I had before, and that made me angry. So I reached out to the Tenants Union, and uh, I've taken an active role ever since. Um, But people should join the Tenants Union because the interests of one are not – it's it's not a matter of you versus your landlord. In California, you don't have – except in very specific cases where there is like rent control or just cause eviction – For the most part, as a tenant in California, you're on your own. You can't call up the police to have them fight your landlord. You can't take your landlord to court. Essentially, they have the right to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And so it's people power. That's the only thing that we've got right now. And that's what we're organizing to establish.
0: Well, if people wanted to protect and serve themselves, how does one join the union?
1: Well, we don't have like a codified mechanism through which you can join the union yet. We're working on our incorporation and our other more official um, organizational structures. Essentially, right now, anyone can join the union. And all you got to do is email us, text us, call us, come to a meeting. Um, There's no barrier to entry. We don't uh, require you to pay dues at this time. Um, We want... We want our message to reach as many people as possible. So we our barrier to entry is extremely low, and we're very welcoming to any and all newcomers.
2: Yeah, so I, I can just share maybe a couple examples of things that the Sacramento Tenants Union has um, participated in. And um, we had, you know, we've had a couple individuals, actually more than that, but um, they've reached out to us and said that, you know, hey, look, my my landlord... Um, Raised our rent, you know so much. Uh, can you can you please come and and help me canvass my uh, my complex? And so we've gone out and we've helped in in those situations. We've also shown up and and supported people at certain complexes and talked and helped talk to their managers with them. Um, and also educating them in, in how to uh, effectively assert their tenant rights. That's
0: awesome. Um, how does a tenants union differ from a labor union in terms of organizing people to collectively bargain?
1: Well, in, in theory, it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's just that the person you are organizing against is not your boss. It is your landlord. Um, but it, just as with a workplace environment, You know, your boss has all the authority and none of the accountability that they should have. Um, Landlords act the exact same way here in California. Um, They treat people horribly with impunity. Um, We just recently got our point in time homeless count in the city of Sacramento, and our homelessness increased year over year according to their methodology, which who knows uh, the real numbers, but... 19% in one year, 19% more homeless people on the streets. And there is a direct correlation between the number of homeless suffering in the streets and the amount of money being charged by landlords for rent. The two things are inextricably linked. So, as a union, our job is to bargain with landlords to tell them, hey, And this has happened in other places. Uh, You know, there's uh, rent strikes. There are informational campaigns that we have engaged in. We have not engaged in a rent strike here in Sacramento yet, but there have been successful examples in Los Angeles um, and many other places. So, yeah, the idea is to let the landlord know you can't just get away with everything uh, scot-free, that there are going to be – there's a community of people organizing for their interests.
0: What are some recent victories that the Sacramento Attendance Union has had lately?
2: Yeah, so victories right now for the Sacramento Attendance Union, um, they're small victories, but to us, they feel big. And I think helping people from being displaced is a big victory in, in, in itself um, because we're helping people stay housed and and. Be, helping people stay housed is also helping them improve their lives and their quality of life and their children's lives. For instance, a, a victory for us, I would say, was um, there was a complex in Carmichael and um, their cars seem to be like getting towed very frequently because of a, a deal that a lot of apartment complexes have with tow companies and uh, we ended up making an informational flyer about uh, people's rights in terms of, like, getting their cars towed. And uh, we handed them all out. We, we um, you know, did, did a canvas there and, and handed them all out, the informational flyers. And one of the tenants actually caught her car being towed in the morning and asserted her rights. And they dropped the car. They, they left it there.
0: Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that we for us, you know, those are the kind of small victories that um that that we're seeing on a ground level.
0: Is there any upcoming legislation that n-
2: folks should know about? Yeah, absolutely. Um
0: Or pass legislation?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh one of the things that we wanted to talk about, um we do want to talk about some of the really important housing legislation that's that we want to um get passed, but uh locally right now there is a Uh, Senate bill that got drafted by Senator Stern, and it's called Senate Bill 681. And what this bill um, is, what the point of the bill is, is so that if a proponent of a charter amendment or a referenda were to uh, bargain with our um, local legislators, Um, If if they were to meet some type of agreement, that they could, even after a ballot met all the qualifying um, requirements. So, you know, number of signatures, um, all the signatures were verified that they could pull this ballot from the they could pull the initiative from the ballot, which is a complete undermining of, you know, voters rights in, in our local voter power as electors.
0: How have local representatives uh, voted on housing issues?
1: I don't know uh, the city council's voting records per se, but I can tell you that they have handled uh, housing horribly in Sacramento. Um, essentially, the entire city is up for sale at this point. Um, you know, there are there are real viable uh, solutions that would help ordinary people in Sacramento. Rent control, capping the annual increase that your rent can go up. To a manageable level so that people can foresee how much more they're going to have to budget in the next year or so. Uh, just cause eviction, which is something that other cities have. Uh, essentially, the idea is that there would be a list of reasons for which you could be kicked out of your apartment. Anything outside of that, you would not be uh, removed from your housing. These things are, are have been implement, implemented in cities uh, and even entire countries, uh, and they're effective. Uh, opponents of these things, the real estate industry, uh, there's a lot of bad faith arguments going on about rent control and just cause eviction. You'll hear that it's going to destroy the housing economy. Well, I'll tell you right now, from our perspective and from the perspective of the people that we interact with, the housing market is already destroyed. People are being thrown out on the streets for no reason whatsoever. And uh, there, there's, I mean, this is real suffering. This is physical violence being suffered by people on an everyday, on a scale that we, that, that you can hardly even imagine. So the idea that rent control is going to be the end of uh, our just society is really laughable.
0: How did the union stand on Proposition 10 in 2016? And um, can you speak a little bit about repealing Costa Hawkins?
1: so the tenants union uh is not like an explicitly uh political organization we don't often endorse candidates or causes but we strongly encouraged our membership to support prop 10. Uh, prop 10 was uh, a ballot initiative that would have repealed costa hawkins costa hawkins is a law passed in 1995 i believe which would essentially which essentially made rent control illegal Um, So other than a few examples in places like uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area, the Los Angeles area, it is illegal to control rents in California. Uh, There's a few caveats there, but that's essentially the gist of it. So the idea was Prop 10 would get rid of the prohibition on rent control. It would allow cities and counties through the voters to approve rent control measures in local elections. Um, and unfortunately, Prop 10 went down in a stunning, fiery defeat.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I think this is something that, like, is really important uh, for anyone listening to to clarify. So Proposition 10 would just, uh, by voting yes on that, if you're for it, it would allow any of the cities or counties to through voter initiatives to, uh, to be able to have that authority of, of putting limits on things. But because it's now illegal, you know, cities and counties who want to can't do that. So, it, you know, I think a lot of people got confused by this, of course, because, you know, millions of dollars were spent to uh, confuse people with, with the intention behind this proposition, um, so I think yeah that that's really important for people to understand.
0: How has the union worked to hold representatives accountable?
2: So some of the, some of the actions that we've taken are are actually participating in our um, the public comment process of some of the city council board of supervisors meetings. Um, recently, we uh, went to one of the city council meetings where other organizations like ACE Housing for Sacramento were at, um, but. But we wanted to also have our own um, say in in the kind of what city council is doing um, right now in terms of uh, rent, housing, and, and rent in general. And uh, all of us went up there to give a two minute, you know, public comment on the on the issue. And um, I spoke to our city council, and I basically remind, you know, said let me remind you all that the California Constitution provides that all political power is inherent in the people and the initiative is the power of the electors to propose statutes and amendments and you know letting reminding them not to undermine the voters that signed off on the charter amendment and also voted you into office because we will vote them out you know we want just cause eviction we want rent caps at 6% which don't include CPI and a rent stabilization board elected by the district now our city council does not want us to have a rent uh, board. They want city staff to be over, over that.
0: Could you elaborate a little bit more on that?
2: Yeah. So, what a re- what a rent board would do is, you know, if someone maybe was hit with a unfair rent increase or um, discrimination or just some of the issues that that renters and tenants face in housing you know, the rent board would be able to oversee those issues and through the design of that rent board, process it, you know, instead of where our city council right now wants to have their city staff assigned to it and have authority over it.
0: How does the union work to inform people about their rights? I know you mentioned that a little bit earlier.
2: So one of the things that um, we're working on right now actually is is building a stronger partnership with um, some of the not for profit legal services that are provided in Sacramento County and Sacramento City, and um, having them uh, give members of the tenants' union, but also the public, um, know your rights clinics, um, and also any time that we get messages on our Facebook um, or someone sends it th- through to one of our, our to our Gmail account, we let people know uh, what their rights are under the law and if some of the different caveats of what they're experiencing do fall under the law. There is the California Civil Code and also cities and counties also have their own um, ordinances.
1: I I will add, though, that for the most part, landlords can get away with just about anything legally in the state of California, um, unless you live in one of the few municipalities with a rent control or just cause eviction. While we do want to inform people of their rights, the idea behind the union is not to fight legalistic battles with landlords in a courtroom. The idea is that even if it's legal, it's wrong. It's ethically and morally wrong to raise someone's rent a hundred percent and throw them out on the streets. It is ethically and morally wrong to harass and intimidate tenants for demanding basic necessities. It is ethically and morally wrong to victimize people and know that you can get away with it. So our idea is even if it's legal to raise someone's rent a hundred percent, we're not going to put up with that anymore. We want to collectively organize with other tenants to make sure the landlords know they're not going to get away with this scot-free. They'll probably still get away with it, um, you know. But we want them to be put on notice. That's sort of our uh, that's that's sort of the first step towards like building a consciousness and a collective um, sort of a a, 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 ba- a battle cry for. Um, you know, tenants in Sacramento and across the country, actually, tenants unions are popping up everywhere, um, from Philadelphia to probably the most active um, right now, the Los Angeles Tenants Union. They host events and actions on a daily basis. They are protesting in front of landlords homes. They are picketing in front of restaurants that are gentrifying neighborhoods and forcing families out onto the street. They are running informational campaigns online. I mean, it's an incredible what they have been able to accomplish in a very short amount of time. And we would love to get at least halfway there with our movement in Sacramento.
0: We have some listeners who are just starting to build their um, social justice vocabulary. What is gentrification?
1: Well,
2: really, gentrification is the continuation of structural racism. Um, Daryl Steinberg said in a Cap uh, uh, CAP radio segment, we don't say that word gentrification. Um, no, we do say that word gentrification. We need to say that word gentrification because that is exactly what is happening to our neighborhoods. And any time any of our electeds say that we don't say something, that's when we—that's when we all need to get together and unify because we have a right to freedom of speech.
1: Yeah, and I just say the gentrification. Um, is essentially profiteering off the backs of poor, working class, uh, oppressed and other group, marginalized groups in society. You know, gentrification is someone looking at a blighted neighborhood. I'm using scare quotes here, blighted neighborhood and uh, seeing an investment opportunity rather than seeing a neighborhood full of human beings who existed prior to this new hot restaurant or whatever and who will continue to struggle after your restaurant raises everyone's rents 200%. Yeah,
2: and I just wanna know, I mean, I heard this directly come from an architect's mouth at a neighborhood association meeting in a low-income, um, high impoverished, disinvested neighborhood. It was He was an old white guy, his name's Ron Vlarkis. I might've pronounced his last name wrong, but he's an architect. Um, he said to our entire community group that our neighborhood was a resource and I, I was just flabbergasted by that, thinking, well, that's just pretty blatant right there. I mean, we all kind of knew that. And so I, you know, reminded him afterwards that we all we know this already. We already know that that our neighborhood has been used as a resource. Um, and I think that's the problem. I think that is, uh, you know, people are being more and more blatant about uh, how Like Elliot just said, they, you know, they're profiting off of the backs of poor people, off of economically homeless people, off of black and brown people. And we're only stronger together.
0: The union is anti-capitalist and also functions non-hierarchically. How does that work?
1: Well, the non-hierarchical part essentially says that every member of the union has equal power in the organization. Um, We were very weary of other sort of nonprofit um, models that other housing justice organizations have used. Uh, We just don't want to be in a position where someone is barking orders down at, you know, rank and file uh, tenant union members and having them feel that their voices aren't being heard. So, yeah, we are all members. Of the union and there is no you know chief of the union there's no captain of the union there's no um, sort of structure like that Um, and the anti-capitalist part is actually very it's crucial to housing justice uh, as far as we're concerned Um, there was a great article in curbed um, a while back i think it might have been published last year but The headline and the gist of the article is that housing cannot be both a profitable commodity and something that, uh, you know, protects you from the elements. Um, Until you decouple housing and capitalism, until you take the commodity out of it and, and, and realize and recognize that this is a human rights issue, this is not a profit issue, until you do that, you will continually be fighting the same fights. And we have been in this battle, this housing battle, for decades now. Housing production is always somehow behind the needs of actual people. And, and, and the idea that we could remove some barriers, we could streamline the permitting process, and all of a sudden we're going to solve the housing crisis, it's laughable. The reason there's a housing crisis is because housing is valuable. And the more you dilute the value by producing more, the less profit you make so the people with the property don't want every single person to have easily accessible and affordable housing they want it to seem scarce and that's the that's the reality of capitalism and until you get rid of that until you until you realize as a housing justice activist that profit and people do not mix well you're going to be you're going to be stuck in the same cycles over and over again
0: Housing is a human right. Do you have any upcoming events or fundraisers?
2: Um, you know, we're starting to um, put together uh, and I we don't have a date yet, but um, we're, we're starting to put together a where's the housing now um, to bring that back and, and host. Um, you know, basically, I think they're like an hour long, maybe. And then we will have time to talk about it afterwards. But um, we have that, those events coming up. We have our Tenants Union meetings on the f- first and third Monday of the month um, at Organized Sacramento, which is on Broadway. Um,
1: um, yeah, the, the Where's the Housing thing is something that we did previously, and it was actually quite successful. The idea is that we host like a seminar on a new housing-related subject. Um, either view a video or have a guest speaker come and explain. um, We actually did this during the Prop 10 uh, campaign, and some folks from DSA SAC came to speak on that issue. Um, But really, our our main goal right now is base building. So we are knocking on doors. We are posting on social media like nobody's uh, business. And we're basically just trying to get the message out like, hey, we're here. This is a viable model that has worked in other places. It's not just a joke. It's it's something that we, we, you know, like Erica said earlier, we have small victories in the tenants' union. But if you're a family or you're a, uh, if you're someone who's, at risk of losing your housing, and you have a small victory to that person, that's a huge victory. And you multiply that hundreds or thousands of times all over this this region, and you have a real movement going on. So that's what we're looking to build. It's not, we're not here to host, uh, you know, nonprofit uh, benefit dinners. We're not here to schmooze and booze with the policymakers makers in, in town and, you know, cut secret deals with them in, in, in back rooms. We're here to build class consciousness. We're here to fight this capitalist system that's got us all so down. And we're here to make sure that people keep their housing.
2: What, what I will say is um, I think if people are willing to donate to us, you know, get in touch with us through our email or through Messenger because we we do put our own money into this. And, and we're doing things like hosting barbecues, um For example, at some of the low-income housing, public housing um, sites here in Sacramento, a a lot of that community, there's hundreds of people living at these complexes, but none of them really talk to each other. Um, And if they do, it's not on a regular or consistent basis because there's a lot of tactics that um, our public housing authority uses to, to make people... Not a community to make them, uh, you know, fearful, like, oh, well, if I if I, you know, start being seen talking to my neighbor um, and my neighbors having a lot of issues right now, then they're going to come after me, too. And so um, we are putting you know, our money towards hosting those kind of events to get that community together again. Um, And so that they can feel free to ask us questions about their rights in terms of, like, what's happening um, at public housing and also so that we can connect them with legal um, services. How can people get involved, donate or learn more?
1: We've got a Facebook page. You can search for Sacramento Tenants Union on Facebook. We are on Twitter at SAC Tenants Union. We've got a Gmail account if you want to contact us directly. um, SAC Tenants Union at Gmail Dot com and one of the things that we're most excited about and something that we'll be fundraising for is we're actually starting a tenant counseling hotline. This is something that's actually worked quite well uh, in other places. There's another group called Tenants Together, and they have hosted Sacramento Tenants Union members on uh, a basic know your rights training. And the idea is that once we train our members in like housing rights, we will establish a hotline. And you can call that hotline if you're having problems with the plumbing in your apartment complex if your landlord's trying to raise your uh, rent and you can't afford it if you uh, are facing intimidation from uh, shady property management or something like that you could call this hotline we would staff it with people who would review each call and then we would follow up with you and we would see is this just merely uh, you know can this issue be resolved by providing information can does it need legal uh, services or do we need to march down there and start knocking on people's doors because this is beyond uh, anything that we should be accepting? So um, the tenant counseling hotline, keep an eye out for it in 2020. I imagine it'll be online uh, and we're very excited to uh, have, a, have a way to reach many, many more people than we can uh, just knocking on doors.
0: Well, thank you for your work and thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you so much for having us and inviting us.
1: Thanks. This is a real pleasure. Thank you.
0: We just spoke to Elliot and Erica from the Sacramento Tenants Union.